Hello and welcome to the Rogers Brief. I'm Adam Rogers. Today I'm going to talk to you about the underappreciated significance of an ongoing court battle related to information uh, dealing with the mass shooting and why I think it's important. As always, uh, thank you for watching and if you find this uh, video or these videos to be interesting or insightful, uh, please uh, I'd invite you to share, like and subscribe. Now, in advance of the Mass Casualty Commission proceedings, which are now set to begin in January and February of 2022, there is already a court battle ongoing, uh, taking place over the public's access to information. And the battle is now between the police on one hand and the media on the other, who are fighting for this information to be disclosed. And it all has to do with a series of search warrants which were issued soon after the tragic shootings, relating to the gunman's properties in Portapique and in Dartmouth. And so when the police apply for a warrant to search any private property, they need to apply for that warrant. And when they do so, they need to provide the justice of the peace or the judge that might issue the warrant with a full uh, disclosure, full information, all of the notes, uh, all of the information they have about their investigation. And this information uh, can uh, be, well, it's presumptively disclosed to the public, but what happens often is that the information is actually sealed. There's a concurrent application when they make the application for the search warrant. At the same time, they also make an application to seal information, and there's some valid reasons for this. It can be sealed if there is information in there that might reveal the identity of a confidential informant, if it might compromise an ongoing investigation, uh, if there's any information in there that might prejudice an innocent person, uh, or if it might, uh, it might, you know, harm an ongoing investigative technique, typically uh, undercover operations, if there's an undercover operation that might be harmed, and then any other valid reason is uh, is also uh, one of the reasons listed in the criminal code. Now, that last one is typically to do with trial fairness issues, uh, but uh, anyway, all of those categories have their own. Uh, their own discussions. Usually uh, it's not not uncommon for an application to be made to unseal the warrant information but that's usually done by a defendant uh, who whoever's property might have been searched might be uh, making a charter challenge saying that the issue the, the search warrant should never have been issued on the information that was available at the time. In this case it's uh, different it's the media that is uh, making the application so that they can report on uh, what was done during uh, during the investigation and during the uh, the active uh, time when the the investigation was I'm sorry when the police were dealing with the active shooter as you might expect now when the police uh, draft these applications for search warrant and uh, have parts of it sealed there is a, a tendency and they're very susceptible uh, to overreach uh, by the police uh, to have more of the information sealed and redacted than is necessary the police work with the Crown Prosecutor and uh, to have that information done and it's very important that the Crown Prosecutor not be an agent of the police but rather uh, be pushed back and ensure that what should be disclosed is and that's not always the case. Now, uh, now in this case the application has been ongoing like I said for the last year and there's been uh, many court appearances done already it's taking uh, tremendous resources, a uh, number of lawyers involved uh, from media organizations. Uh, it's taken a judge basically out of circulation uh, 
up in Port Hawkesbury. They've been using the same courtroom that's been used for the Desmond Inquiry, which is designed to hold um, up to a dozen lawyers uh, with technology to bring in others uh, remotely. So I've reviewed the informations to obtain, which is what the documents are called. After some of the document, after some of these applications, some of the redacted information gets released, and we see what's what had been blacked out. And it strikes me that many of the items that had been blacked out and have now since been released, the information is quite benign, or it's information that we already have from other sources. So, uh, when you read through this uh, from a lawyer's perspective, it leads one to think, well. Maybe the police have, uh, in the first instance, redacted or blacked out more than they should have. Why is this an issue? Okay, so we have the Mass Casualty Commission proceedings which are going to take place and one would presume and may fairly presume that during that process we're going to have all of the information. Well, okay, if we're going to have all of the information in just a few months time shown to the public, why would the police be fighting the disclosure at this stage? It's one question, or one way to look at the question. The other way to look at the question is, since the police are fighting this, the disclosure uh, so vigorously at this stage, isn't it likely that they are going to continue to fight that disclosure throughout the uh, Mass Casualty Commission proceedings? Now that could be a real problem, uh, and that may in fact be the cause of this uh, four-month delay that we're now seeing between the original start date of the commission proceedings, which was supposed to be the end of this month, October 26th, and now we're going, we hear those proceedings are not going to start until February. That may be the cause of it. Now, it, if this is the problem, and if this disclosure continues uh, to be withheld, it's going to be very difficult for the commission to actually uh, get the answers that uh, we are seeking, that the public is seeking. One thing in, involved in this is uh, one of the factors that the uh, police and the Crown can use to withhold information is if it was to prejudice an innocent person. And so uh, the police, the Crown, have argued that some of this information would harm the victims, would, uh, would re-victimize them. We've heard some pushback from the families that say, no, we just, we just want to get the truth uh, this. Uh, they don't wish to be protected in that manner. Uh, they just want to know what happened. So. We'll see how that dynamic plays out over the next few months with the commission proceedings. And time will tell, but uh, when we see the RCMP and the Crown approach to disclosure in this case, it uh, tells us that there's going to be an ongoing problem uh, with disclosure during the Mass Casualty Commission. Uh, so that's something to watch out for, and the ongoing court battle uh, is, is indicative of that future difficulty. So. Uh, keep an eye on that uh, and in proceedings in the meantime before the commission hearings start in the new year. Uh, okay, so that's uh, what I wanted to talk about today, an important issue, uh, something that's going to crop up again and again during the uh, commission proceedings, I suspect. Uh, so thank you for watching this and uh, we'll see you next time.